You know what? We all have certain activities that we do every day. They're just part of a daily routine. We eat. Oh, I can tell most of you eat every day. Yeah, I sure do. We sleep. Most days we work maybe. Hopefully we play. hope you get that. But I know some of you busy moms, you're thinking, what is that? But some brush their teeth every day. Some shower every day, and some smell every day. No, that's, that's not really right. That's not a routine. Some of us exercise every day. Some watch the news or maybe even go old school, read the paper every day. Some get on social media every day. But if we're going to be true followers of Jesus, our Christianity can't just be a Sunday thing or a once-in-a-while thing, you know, when it's convenient or we get around to it. But it has to be something that we do every day. It has to be a way of life for us. You know, <clears throat> that's what this is supposed to be, is a way of life. So much so that before the term Christian was ever used... And you can read this in the book of Acts, and it begins in chapter 9, and you see it a number of times after that. But those believers were referred to as those who were of the way. That's what they called it, those who were of the way. Why did they call it the way? Because it was a way of life, and it was different from the world around them. They were living a different way, and so they called them those who were of the way. Amen. You know what? I kind of like for that to return. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with calling ourselves Christians or referring to, you know, Christianity, our faith in that way, but I, I like the sound of that, the way, because it speaks of a way of life, and that's really what it is when you follow Jesus. It's a way of life. We are following him, learning to be like him, drawing closer to him every day. But the scripture tells us some things that we are to do every day. And there's a lot of them throughout the Bible, but I just want to talk about a few of them that I see real clearly tonight in the New Testament. The scripture tells us that every day we're to choose to live for the Lord instead of for ourselves. Luke 9.23, our Lord said, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Now, the cross for Jesus, that was part of the plan and the will, the purpose of God, was for him to take up that cross and to die on that cross. That's what Lichelle just sang about. But for us, the cross also is that every day we take up the plan, the purpose, the will of God in our life. And you'll notice there that it says, take up your cross daily. Y'all put that back up there. Daily. Oh, it's so important that we see that. You take up your cross daily. <clears throat> It's not Sunday. It's not most days even. It's daily. That daily we take up the purpose of God in our life. That what does God want to do in my life today? 
How would God use me today? Every day we choose to fulfill his purpose in our life. Not just the days that we want to. (laughs) No, there's days when maybe we just want to be selfish. But we have to choose that every day we're going to take up our cross and follow Jesus. Every day should be laid at his feet. Every day I deny myself. Every day I pursue his purpose. Every day I choose to live his way. Every day I submit my life to him. I say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Not my will, but your will be done. Every day. Not even just certain parts of the day. You know, I got to have my me time. This is one of those things that took the the Lord a long time to kind of deal with me and work out of me, but... Uh, I used to say, I got to have my me time. And for me, the, that me time, uh, the number one me time for me was when I went to the gym. And I, I just, I was blunt and honest about it. I told Carmen, I said, when I go to the gym, I don't want to talk to people. Now, y'all know I'm an introvert, right? I said, I don't want to talk to people. And that includes, I don't want to talk to people about church. I don't want to talk to people about the Lord. I just want to work out. It's me. And then, over a period of a couple of years, I had three people invite themselves to my church. They said, I want to come to your church. I didn't invite them. And the Lord really dealt with me and showed me that you see what I was calling a me time was a time that should belong to him. That I needed to take up my cross daily, every day. Doesn't matter where I'm going or what I'm doing, it belongs to him. And I had to yield that to him. And I'm just telling you that If we're really going to live this life every day, every day we take up our cross and follow him. Every day we got to be about the master's business. You know what? That's how you live a life without regret. That every day you take up that cross and you follow Jesus. Anything less will leave you with regret. To truly live for him every day. I die. Oh, this is fun. I can tell y'all are really liking that. Everybody's excited about that. 1 Corinthians 15, 31, the apostle Paul said, I die daily. Now, obviously we're not talking about, you know, dying a physical death, but we're talking about that we are dying to self. In fact, we read it also there in Luke 9, 23. Jesus says, you got to deny yourself. But here, Paul says it this way. He says, I die daily. You know what that means? That means that not only is every day you're going to pursue the cause of Christ and his purpose in your life, but every day you're going to be willing to tell yourself no. That every day you're going to put self on the back burner. Now listen, what I'm preaching right now is not what this world wants to hear. 
and it's not popular in church culture. But I want to tell you that I know for certain that it pleases the Lord because these are the things that he taught. These are the things that he put out there for us to follow, that we deny ourselves. Listen, that alone is enough to turn most people away from Jesus. They don't want any part of that. But that's only because they don't understand the principle of what happens when you deny yourself and you truly put God first. I die daily. Well, that just sounds weird. But we need to understand what it's talking about. We lay aside what we want. We lay aside our rights. I'm just leaving that lay there for a minute because I know a lot of people really hung up about their rights. I lay my rights at the feet of Jesus. I don't have the right to not forgive somebody. Don't have that right. There are a lot of rights. And when you, when you call him Lord, you lay those rights down. You belong to him and, and your allegiance is to him. You lay down our will to do his will. And daily, we give up our life. So Jesus can live in us. See, for Jesus to truly live in you, you got to die. That's not the way I believe it. We'll get there. This is a concept that's just largely rejected by Christians today. It's all about what we want, you know how I feel, if I want to do this, if I want to do that. No, I die daily. It's not about what I want. It's about what he wants. I die daily. I'm going to go back to Luke 9.23, read it again, but read right on into the next verse. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Now, he's not just talking about being a martyr. He's talking about every day that we deny ourselves, we take up our cross. You, if you're willing to lose your life, then you find real life. You see, it's only when we are willing to lay down our life that we can experience the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. Somehow, people have adapted this mentality that, you know, being a Christian, it, you know, it's, it just means that you get all the good stuff and all the benefits of life and that's really all there is to it. You can't get there with the attitudes of the world. You can't get there just doing what you want. Listen, that's the, that's the way the world works. Jesus came and showed us a different way, a different way to live. Here's a verse that really helped understand how this works. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Did you know you've been crucified with Christ? Your old nature, that old sinful nature has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. 
See, it's not me anymore. It's Jesus living in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. This is a faith walk. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ lives in me. That's what it means to die daily. No longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That each and every day we choose to let Jesus live in us. We choose to let Jesus have this life. Now, that's, you know what? I know that there's too much of me still around. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. But I can tell you this, that I enjoy serving the Lord. And I am so thankful for the call of God and the life that he has called me to live. And I, I wouldn't take nothing for living for God and serving God. So when I say this, don't take it the wrong way. I'm not whining and I'm not complaining, but I'm just telling you the straight up that in ministry, there are lots and lots of times that I die. I don't do what I want. I do what I feel like God wants me to do. And there are times when it's way out of my comfort zone. There's times when I just don't feel like it. But I do what he wants me to do to the best of my ability, and I die to do what he wants me to do. And I want to tell you, that's the attitude, that's the heart that we've got to have if we're really going to fulfill the purpose of God in our life, if we're really going to experience all that God has for us. And oh, what joy there is, what victory there is, what fulfillment there is when we do that. See, we all know what's at the end of the road of self. Emptiness. I tell you, it's only when we're really living the way that he's called us to live that we enjoy that abundant life that he wants us to have. Next, every day, every day, we pray. Jesus taught us to pray this way in Matthew 6, 11, give us this day our daily bread. I hope you make the connection here that if it's a daily bread, you know, give us this day our daily bread. He, he's telling us that you got to do this every day. Every day we look to God to meet our needs. That daily bread is symbolic of our daily needs. And so every day we're relying upon him. We're trusting in him. We're looking to him. But prayer has to be a part of our daily routine. You can't really follow Jesus without an intimate relationship with him. And you can't have an intimate relationship with Jesus without prayer. You just can't do it. Reminds me of Matthew chapter 7 when Jesus says that many will say to him, Lord, Lord, we did all these things in your name. And he said, I will say to them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, because I never knew you. See, it doesn't matter how much we do if we don't have that relationship, that closeness with him. And you can't have that without prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Some people analyze and try to figure out, you know exactly how many times a day do you have to pray 
to pray without ceasing. I don't really know. I know that it's not twice a week. I know that if we're going to pray without ceasing, it's got to be every day. In fact, I believe that to pray without ceasing means that we're just in constant communication with the Lord. No matter where you are, where you, you know, what you're doing, you know, that we're, we constantly are trusting in the Lord, looking to Him, have an open ear to Him that He might speak to us. But prayer has to be a part of our life every day as a Christian. I mean, if we really want to live for God, we really want to serve the Lord with the whole heart, these things have to be part of our daily routine. As I said, when I started this message, we all have routines that we do. These things for a believer, they're just as important. In fact, more important than all of those physical things that we think that we have to have every day. How about this next one? Every day we need to look to the Word of God. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. See, we eat every day. We need the Word of God every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Week anemic Christians, Christians that are still bound up, Christians that are struggling, can't ever seem to get over the top, just always in a mess. We need to be in the Word of God every day. Christians that struggle with their faith, always got doubts and unbelief, we need to be in the Word of God every day. Acts 17 11 says this. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness. How'd they receive the word? All readiness. They were ready. I mean, when the word came, they were ready. They received it. But get this. And searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. And you know what? I encourage you, every time I preach, you go home and you search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. I didn't say go to your your pet verse that you were taught by brother so-and-so or in a certain denomination. You go search the scriptures. Read the Bible. Read it cover to cover. But search the scriptures. Because I'm telling you, this is what sets free. This is what will build your faith. This is what you need. You know, one word from God can put you over. One word from God can bring your breakthrough. And so often the Holy Spirit takes the written word and he illuminates it. He speaks to us through that. You need to be in the word of God every day. Every day. So many people just kind of sort of know the Bible. A lot of it they got secondhand. You need to know that you know. Jesus said in John 8, 31 and 32, if you abide in my word. Now that word abide, it means to dwell or to live. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. How does that happen? 
you stay in the Word. You're in it every day. You know what? If people can read the news every day, they can read the Bible every day. If people can get on Facebook and read all of the junk on Facebook, y'all look what my dog did. I copied and pasted this from somewhere. It must be true. It's on the internet. I mean, we can read the Bible. This is a necessity. I know some people think they die, but you can turn the internet off and walk away from it and you still live. But man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word of God. See, spiritually, we have to have the word of God every single day. Man, if you can't read, then listen to it. Walk in the bathroom this morning and Carmen's got the, the scripture being read to her from Alexa Echo Dot over there. <laughs> Listening to King James read by some English dude and I was, I was like, superfluity of naughtiness. <laughs> True story. Except it was yesterday, wasn't it? I was like, I can't listen to that. I'll be up in front of the congregation saying superfluity of naughtiness. <laughs> naughtiness. It's actually in the Bible, y'all. James chapter, anyway. Moving along. My point is, though, is however you got to get it, get it every day, every day. If you're serious, if you're sincere about serving God and living for God, every day. This has to be part of your routine, that you spend time in the Word of God. It'll build your faith. Your faith. It'll show you how to live and what you need to do. Joshua 1.8. Now, Joshua had been given a great task to take the children of Israel into the promised land and drive out their enemies. And here was part of the word of the Lord that God gave to him, how he could be successful in the task that he had been given. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And I want to tell you, if you want to be successful in what God has for you to do, whether it's raising children or being a witness in the workplace or providing money for the gospel to go around the world, I'm just telling you, whatever it is that God puts in your heart to do, if you want to be successful, then you need to stay in the word you need to keep your mouth in line with the Word of God. Don't speak contrary to God's Word. But you meditate in the Word day and night. And you know what? Then it's not so hard to observe to do according to all that's written therein. And then you make your way prosperous. And then you have good success. How? As you, you're in the Word. Now, here in Joshua 1.8, he's telling us day and night. Day and night. But you can't really live a Christian life without the Word of God. We'll say it one more time. Jesus says, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Next, every day we are to fellowship with other believers. Now, in this culture we live in, 
that's not really a popular concept. Again, a lot of believers think it's just me and Jesus. That's wrong. That's not Bible. And you can't read the Bible. You especially can't read the New Testament and think that it's just you and Jesus. We are a part of the body of Christ. We are a part of the family of God. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ, and we all need one another. In fact, the Bible says specifically, we can't say, I don't need you. We do need each other, and we need fellowship with other believers every day. Acts 2, 46 and 47, it says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. You see, it was this whole culture thing, a church culture. People were coming in, they're just eating together, fellowshipping together every day, talking about the Lord, learning, praying together. It was powerful. One of the reasons so many believers struggle today and just don't really have victory in their life is they're isolated. It is a trick of the devil to get people isolated. You know, What a lion likes to do is to get one of the weaker animals alone. And we have an adversary, the Bible says, who goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I've heard some foolish preachers telling people he ain't got no teeth. Well, I've seen a lot of people that have been torn up. Now, let me tell you, if you're sober and vigilant, You don't need to be afraid of the devil, ever. We have power and authority over the devil. But what happens to so many people is they get isolated and they get weak and they get down. And before long, they're out of church and they're not serving God anymore. And the devil just tears them up. No. We need our brothers and sisters in the Lord. We need those relationships. You know, this is one of the great strengths of our youth group. And by the way, I don't know if any of y'all are aware of this. I'm just going to tell you that our youth pastor, you know, he's, he's been here coming up on 14 years. And so he's, he's like the old man of youth pastors now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no, there's some older than him, but he definitely has the, uh, tenure at being at one place for a long time. And so a lot of these young guys... They, they want to pick his brain. They want to know, man, what are you doing over there? And here's one of the things that he tells them. We have lots of fellowship for our teenagers. Now, some people, you see, they think that's carnal. They say, oh, all that activity, that's not, that's not spiritual. You're so wrong. Because those kids, their best friends are at church. These are the people that are influencing their life. Not those kids at school going out getting drunk on the weekend and doing things they shouldn't be doing. And you see, for us, sometimes us adults, we think we're above peer pressure and we don't need the, I'm strong, you know, I'm, I'm old. I'm old too. I need my brothers and sisters. I grew up watching John Wayne. I don't need nobody. 
See, that mentality is wrong. We need each other. And so we need to be getting together all the time, fellowshipping with one another, talking to one another, doing things together. Not your people at work, people on the ball team. No, people that are living the same life, people who are part of the way. Understand the fight of faith we're in. Next, every day, and this one goes right along with it, but every day we encourage one another. Hebrews 3.13, it says, Exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Now, we don't use the word exhort much anymore, except, you know, when we're preaching and talking church. But the NIV says it this way, Encourage one another daily. Every day, we need to encourage one another. I really believe that encouragement is the best preventative for spiritual burnout. People get tired and weary, and if somebody will encourage them, it'll keep them back on track. It'll help them keep going. You know, the English word encourage is just two words together, encourage. It's to put courage in. And we need courage sometimes to serve God. We need courage sometimes to do the right thing. We need courage to fulfill the purpose of God in our life. You know, when Joshua was about to take the people in, we read Joshua 1, 8, and how important it was that he stayed in the word. But here's the very next verse. He says, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. He had to have courage to do what he was going to do. And you see, we can put courage into one another. We need to do that. We need to build each other up. We get torn down enough by this world. We need to build each other up. I've seen so many times when people get discouraged and they get out of church. See, we need to keep them encouraged. Just keep building each other up. Find something good to say. You know, share a verse with them. Share, share something with them, you know, that you've been through. Or, if you know, a lot of the time you just need to find something that they're doing right. And, and talk about that and build them up, but encourage them however you can. I believe it's the, uh, one of the keys to closing the back door of the church. Some of you are wondering what I'm talking about. Well, did you know this church and almost every church, you have new people coming in? But you also got people leaving at the same time. Some of them hadn't been here very long. Some of them been here 20 years. But the best way to close the back door is to encourage each other. Keep each other built up. You see somebody not doing good. You see somebody that's drifting. Somebody That person especially needs encouragement. But we all need to be encouraged. And it just needs to be a part of our daily routine, the way we deal with one another, that we encourage one another. Every day we need to share Jesus. Acts chapter 5 and verse 42, it says, And daily, daily, daily in the temple 
And in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. You might not be a preacher or teacher, but all of us are called to share the Lord with others. And you know what? If Jesus is the most important thing in our life and we're living for him, we just can't help but talk about the Lord and let others know what he's done for us. But this life, it's not a hard thing. No. It's a blessing. We are so blessed. Every day, every day, he loads us with benefits. Psalm 68, 19, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Every day, he gives us life. He gives us abundant life. Every day, he loads us with peace and joy. Every day, he fills us up to a cup runs over. Every day, he gives us a life of meaning and purpose. Every day, we have the privilege of prayer just to spend time with him, to talk to the God of the universe, to bring our needs and our burdens to him, and just to be with him. Every day, what a blessing to be able to read the word of God or hear the word of God and to know that he speaks to us. And wherever we go, that word will light our path. It'll show us the way. It'll bring faith to our heart. What a blessing we have in the word of God. It's better than silver or gold. Anything this world has to offer. Every day, he blesses blesses me with people who care for me. Did you know there's people that care for you? Oh, there are, whether you realize it or not. Every day, he blesses me with fellowship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Every day, he blesses me with people that encourage me. Every day, he blesses me with the joy of being a part of what he's doing in the earth. Every day, of the joy of making a difference in eternity. Every one of us. You see, he's blessed as he daily, he loads us with benefits. And what I'm saying to you is, you see, every day we do those other things, but every day, oh, we are receiving back from the Lord. And you know, you just can't outgive God. Amen. But every day, this is not just a religion. You see, every day, our faith, our relationship with God, it invades. It interrupts our daily life. It is so much a part of our life. We can't live a day without really walking with God, serving God, loving Him. This is the way it's supposed to be. And so I'm encouraging you and I'm challenging you tonight. You know, as you heard the word tonight, maybe there's some areas of your life where you just you realize you need to get serious. You need to make a commitment. You need to change your routine. Needs to be some every days happening. I want you to stand with me. We're going to pray.